that I'm in this position now, I want to look and be able to see all the things that I normalized that probably weren't as healthy for me as they, as I would have hoped. And then liberation is getting to a point where you are free, where you experience that joy, that peace, and being liberated from the mental shackles that are holding your brain. Talk to us about perseverance through severe dysfunction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So PTSD is the acronym that I was working with yes. when, I, when I, when I wrote that book, uh, have, have, you know, living with complex PTSD and, and some acute PTSD, it was, it was a matter of looking at my life and not wanting to be defined by the negative things that were there. Mm-hmm. And the best way to, for me to do that was to, to reframe it all and to, a positive. And when I talk about positive, I was thinking about this as I answered the question early on, not in a toxic positive way, because I think that is harmful as well and diminishes. What do you mean by a toxic positivity? So like, and some people may still view me as this way because I am so positive, but it's just like the positive person that, you know, it's four o'clock in the morning and the, the plane is like going down and they're like, it's going to be great, guys. It's like, no, like some shit is fucked up. Like we can acknowledge that sometimes things suck. Acknowledging that things suck sometimes. Uh, but but having the ability to, to know that you can control the outcome in some way, shape or form. Uh, it, and, and knowing that your, your ability to do that, like having that positivity, having the positivity to know that today may be bad, but tomorrow's going to be better. Mm-hmm. And I, and I got to actively make tomorrow better if it, it's not just going to happen. And so I think that's the difference of just like this, this, this blind, blissful, naive, <laughs> everything is great versus yeah. recognizing that some things suck, but they can be great and that I can have a choice in making them great. And so that's what I mean, like being positive and reframing things from that perspective. Mm-hmm. And so the first thing was to read, you know, take post-traumatic stress disorder and find another way to say that mm-hmm. perseverance through severe dysfunction. It still recognizes that there has been some hard stuff there, but getting through that hard stuff. Yes. And the book came from, you know, it, it started when my grandmother was diagnosed and with terminal brain cancer and, you know, waking up on the January 1st of 2019 from a call from my dad uh, that she wasn't doing well. Mm-hmm. And I rush over to the house and she is laying in her bed stiff as a plank. Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, you know, I thought she was gone. Mm-hmm. And I see her twitch a little bit and I like walk in and, and her eyes are bulging out of her face. Her lips are pressed together. She's sweating profusely. She's still looking like a plank and she just, she just like, the only thing she can say is I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea what was going on at the time, but EMTs came, rushed her to the hospital and got her back normal. What had happened was, what had happened was, uh, <laughs> she, she had attempted to die by suicide by overdosing on insulin that day. Mm-hmm. And her blood sugar was, you know, extremely low. And, and they were surprised that she was even where she was like still alive. And that was like the start of all of this, this chaos. Mm. And, 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 you know, she wasn't, she wasn't in her right mind suicidal, but being, you know, prescribed a medicine that causes psychosis, having her brain, you know, recently operated on and everything else. It was just, that was something her mind told her to do. But a couple of days later, I'm, I'm in the middle of family members who, who like 
want to kill each other. Like literally, I'm not just saying that they want to kill each other. And um, then I become the sole caregiver of a woman who's dying. The woman who is, you know, who I look at as a mother, who is the most nurturing person to me and everyone else is just, you know, faded away. And that's when all of that turmoil inside of me started to come up. My coping mechanisms of let me work hard and get these achievements and grind and grind and grind. Yeah. They weren't working anymore. I couldn't do it. I couldn't, I couldn't, I just couldn't. Mm. And so I turned to writing. I turned to writing about the day to day and the day to day of writing was kind of the climax of the, the book, but the, the whole entirety of it was that answering that question, how in the world did we end up here? Yeah. And uh, through it, just so much growth and so much learning of who I am, uh, who we are, and then having this, uh, this huge amount of grace for not only my own story and my journey, but the stories of so many others, those who came before me, those who will probably not ever read the book because of their perception of it, of uh, just how much I love and care for them. And yeah, it was a healing journey. And I think the book is kind of laid out in a way that I, I, I can find a way that parallels the uh, map of consciousness in a way where yeah. the first you know couple of chapters are under this umbrella of normalization, yeah. where you look at all the things that we have been taught, conditioned, and have done for generations, how that has been normalized from you know poor behavior, poor mental health, poor you know uh, ways of looking at life to this level of realization. And not to say that everything that we do is poor in, in like in that mindset, but the looking at those things. And then the realization piece. So from normalization to realization, then liberation. Mm. And so realization is looking at like being able to reflect, look back and say, hey, now that I'm in this position now, I want to look and be able to see all the things that I normalized that probably weren't as healthy for me as, they, as I would have hoped. And then liberation is getting to a point where you are free, where you experience that joy, that peace, um, and being liberated from the mental shackles that are holding your brain. And so uh, that is that is a you know big part of the entire book. That's a bit, like my personal story, but the entire time paralleling that to the story of our country, the things that we've normalized that are negative. The thing, how do we get to a point of realization around that, and then how do we ultimately find liberation for not just black people, not just white people, not just but all people? How can we get there? Love it. So you're building something. And you're going to leave a legacy. What do you want the generations, three generations from now, what do you want them to say about you with this thing that you're building? Tell us about the thing you're building first and then what you want them to say. Um, building a lot of different things. So, so I think the, the, the book opened up speaking career and platform to be able to share my story in that regard. Um, and then, you know, recently just launched a podcast called Vulnerability Muscle, where we're redefining vulnerability as a strength yeah. and seeing how, you know, in my life, how vulnerability has helped in healing, has helped in building connection and yeah. just, just so many great things have come from it and having conversations with people who have stories. And I think stories are that uniting factor between different people because we can 
again, like, like it, it's the human element of it all. It's not the black person over there. It's the person over there who is experiencing that. I experienced something like this and dang, like, like we're connected in that way. And so getting, getting, lifting voices, elevating voices, not just my voice, but now this is, this is, you know, hopefully thousands and thousands of people by the, by the time it's all said and done and, and lifting those voices so that more people feel empowered to share their voice. And I think, you know, when, when I think of legacy, uh, and then on top of that, uh, you know, building out curriculum and building out, um, more, more ways of scaling the, the knowledge that I've gained, the wisdom, the thought leadership to more people, um, in the form of technology or, uh, courses and, and different things like that. Just, just more ways of getting that out there in lines with the mission that you so eloquently spoke earlier. Um, that, that's what I'm building. And, and then I think the legacy is I, w- I would love for, for people to, when it's all said and done, I don't, I don't really care to be recognized for the accomplishments or the accolades or anything like that. I would want to be recognized for the impact that I had on people. And, you know, he made people feel better about themselves. He made people love and love themselves, love others. And ultimately he was a healer. I think, I think if, uh, you know, when it's all said and done, help heal people is, is, is a big part of my, my goal and my mission on here. And like you said earlier, like healed healers are, are the ones that help others. And, um, not that I think that healed is a destination we arrive on. I think it's a continuum. It is a continuum. It is. <laughs> and and I, I, I just, you know, want to continue that while bringing other people along. So all the things that I do, it's going to be in, in regard to that. Um, and yeah, like at the end of the day, how, what was the impact on, on people and, and not just people, people, the, the environment, uh, I look at my dog as a, as, as you know, she's extremely important in my life so much that she's getting read in every intro that I ever have. Uh, yeah. So like, how can we make this, this world just a better place and, and, and make more joy and more peace for all? Very good. Abraham Lincoln, um, you know, he suffered with a lot of depression. Um, he grew up, he had a, a very challenging childhood. I think his mother died by the time that he was 10 years old. His father uh, was, I think, a woodcutter or something like that. He was a farmer, I think, and just always had it very rough. And um, when his mother died, his father left, I think, for almost a year. And he and his eight-year-old sister had to kind of survive on their own. He had it so tough, you know, um, that I think he had a very challenging relationship with uh, with his father, um, I think, right till the, the days when he died. And yet his father had such a strong impact on him. His father had a great sense of humor, was a great storyteller. And so Abraham Lincoln learned storytelling from his father. And he had this very magnanimous, you know, kind of personality as they talk about him in the books that I read. And so he's one of my favorite people to learn about and to read about. And he says this one thing in one of the books that I read, he said, there was a point where he can contemplate it. And he said to himself, I must attach myself to something, to something where I will be remembered for generations. Mm -hmm. Right. And he would find the independence and the freedom of the slave 
as a thing that he would do that would have him remembered, at least by us, as the president that would free Black people. Now, that was what happened after that. We will say, you know, there were many stories to be told, but that was his one thing from the very time, from the time he was a very young boy, he recognized what a horrible thing slavery was. Mm -hmm. And he recognized the desire to free the slaves. And he made a mark that generations upon generations upon generations later, we remember him for the massive impact that he has had. So as you think about the future and the legacy that you want to leave, I, I dropped that in your ear uh, right here, right now. I probably wouldn't have said it on any other show, but I say it to you. Uh, and wherever you take that, then you take that. I've already said to myself, freedom of the spirit is a thing mm -hmm. that I will be remembered for and for generations upon generations to come. So I pray that uh, because you're in front of me, that there is a similar vision that you have that will also contribute to humanity, not just to Black people, but to humanity and awakening to actually who we are, awakening the spirit, stepping into the place of love. Yes. So beautiful. Thank you for that. Absolutely. What's the one thing you need right now in order to get your legacy done? Oh, that's so good. That's such a great question. Um, uh, one is, is the well wishes and prayers and positive vibes on my ability to trust. Huh. I think that is one thing that I continue to work on and I would love for that to be out there in the world is hope for that. Um, and then, then also if you've, if you've heard this or will hear this, share this, share my story, share my socials and videos and everything with people, because I think, I think it has an ability to touch nearly anybody in a way that helps them heal spiritually, that helps them heal, you know, emotionally. And um, yeah, I think that's, that's, that's all I could ask is, is those well wishes and to share. All right. So if we were to develop an affirmation and the affirmation is going to uh, bring those people. So here it is, here it goes. I pray that you have a wonderful life with wonderful moments that bring wonderful people into your everyday. I pray these wonderful people are filled with faith and hope and trust, and that in turn, they pour into you faith, hope, and trust in the most magnanimous and the most wonderful ways. I pray that you have a wonderful business that provides a wonderful service that on a daily basis, brings you wonderful contracts that supports you with wonderful, wonderful, wonderful pay. I pray for a bank account that overflows in wonderful ways. I pray for a family that expands and expands and expands in wonderful ways. I pray that all of this manifests itself in the right order, in the right timing, in the perfect and most wonderful way. Wow. I receive that. I receive every single inch, every single bit of that. Thank you for that. 
You are both welcome. It has been wonderful to have you with me today. Uh, we will post all of your contact information uh, in the description that is provided here. So those of you who have been listening and you want to reach out, please just click on the links, the various ones that are here, um, and go on over uh, to the websites, to the socials, all the different platforms, and then hear this young man and all the wisdom that he has to offer you. And your podcast again is? Vulnerability Muscle. The Vulnerability Muscle. Uh, and then I'll just say it because it's easy. It's Reggie D. Ford on all platforms, and that's the name of the website. Um, yes. And one thing I wanted to leave everyone with is abundance is our birthright. Abundance is our birthright. It's been good to be with you, audience. Thank you for listening. Please share, uh, subscribe, write us a review, send me a note in any of the platforms where you are listening. Uh, it's been good to be with you. So until next time, I'm your host, Dr. Joan, and this is Hey, I'm Listening. <laughs>